0: hello everyone this is ufos and other paranormal stuff my name is andy and this episode is the second part of your stories 2023 that is right ladies and gentlemen my call for your stories for this year 2023 received loads and loads of messages back either by uh, email through the the, uh, website or by the Facebook group. We have even received our first ever voicemail from a fan and that is Veronica from South London who tells us about one of her ghost experiences. Apparently she's had quite a few so we will listen to that in just a moment. It is needless to say, ladies and gentlemen, that if you do have any of your stories, ghost stories, paranormal stories, UFO stories, anything like that at all, you can send them to us whichever way you like and whenever you like. You can send it via the contact form on the website www.ufosandops.com. You can go to the Facebook page, which of course is UFOs and Other Paranormal Stuff Podcasts, don't forget there's also Twitter and Instagram where you can type in UFOs and other paranormal stuff or I think the Twitter handle is hashtag UFOs and OPS. Either way, either one of them and you will be able to get through to us. Don't forget to have a look at the website. You can see Maggie Z's brand new thoughts and you can have a little look around the shop as well. Buy yourself a t-shirt or a cup. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get on with this episode, the second part of Your Stories 2023. And everybody, say hello to Veronica.
1: I've got a little ghost story to tell you. Back in the late 70s, I was about 11, my auntie Margaret took myself, my younger brother, my mum, and her own son, who's the same age as my younger brother, to Lonley for the day it was really nice we had a good look around at all the animals and then we stopped off to have something to eat nice bit of lunch it was a nice day nice warm day and then we decided to go in and look around the house she was allowed to go in and look around about half of the house so we're walking from room to room and it was roped off like a corridor so that you could walk sort of straight through room to room but not enter the majority of the room you weren't allowed to go in like over the rope or touch anything so we're walking through um we'd gone through about three maybe four rooms i think if i remember rightly and i stopped and was looking at a certain painting and i was looking at it for quite a while because i was always interested in art um and mum and me auntie and my brother and cousin had carried on and was just going into the next room so that they they probably thought I was behind them. So I was turned to start following after them and I heard a man's voice say, are you enjoying yourself, Veronica? And I was like, oh, who's that? Who knows my name? And I turned around and there's this man standing there Um, and he was in, like, proper old get-up, sort of, like, back to sort of Henry VIII times or maybe a little bit later. And I thought that was a bit odd because each room had someone standing in it to explain stuff to you, obviously to keep an eye on you, to make sure that you didn't have to, you know, didn't go over the rope or anything. But all the others that we'd seen in the other rooms was all in normal, modern clothes. So... I thought, oh, I did think that was a bit strange and I could feel the hairs in the back of my neck go up a bit. And I don't know, there was something just not right about him. So I turned back round and I called my mum and I was like, mum, this man knows my name, I've like called. So she's she's turned and she's coming back and she said to me, what man? I said, that man's standing behind me there and I've turned round and he was gone, he wasn't there. So we went into the next room, the, route, like the previous room, and he wasn't there. So we went up to there was a lady, I believe. Yeah, it was a lady standing there, um, keeping an eye on that room. And we went up to her and asked her, "Did she know who the man was that was all in the old getup?" And she said, "There's no one um, dressed in old getup today. We're all in our, our normal clothes." So that and the fact that he knew my name really spooked me and my mum. Oh, it was I, I couldn't get out of there quick enough. I think I actually went quite pale because the lady said, "Are you all right? You don't—you don't look very well." And my mum said, "No, we're fine. We're fine." And she like hurried me along to catch, so we could catch up with Margaret. Basically, said, "I think think we need to go out and have a bit of fresh air to Margaret." So you know. We finished looking at the last room and went out quickly. (laughs) And, um, yeah, to this day, I've always thought that had had to have been a ghost. That was definitely a ghost because there was something just quite not right about him as soon as I turned around and looked at him anyway. So, yeah, so that was quite spooky. (laughs) I don't know if there was ever any ghosts recorded at Lonely, but I believe that was a ghost. So that was my first ghost story Um, I do have another one or two to be honest to tell you but I think I'll leave that for another time
0: please do Veronica we would very much look forward to hearing it and thank you for taking the time to send that story don't forget everybody if you want to send a story you can send it in writing or in type anyway through the means that I've said before and like I've said you can send it by voicemail The way to do that is simple you go to the website www.ufosandops.com go down to the bottom hit the subscribe button and once all that has gone through and you can contact us by either typing or by uh, saving a file to your computer or your handheld device and then sending it that way easy really sounds a bit convoluted but it is easy Anyway, now I'm gonna read out some stories that you have sent to me by email. This one comes in from Jesse. In the year 2000, I watched at least three craft at about 30,000 feet swap places in a triangular formation for five to 10 minutes. Me and a friend, or me and three friends watched and were completely blown away. No sound, lights, alternating colors, no direction hovering and swapping places, then they all immediately exited the atmosphere faster than a bullet, but the light streaked up and out of sight. In the blink of an eye, they were gone. None of us could believe these were man-made craft to this day. One friend passed, and my other two haven't ever spoken about it since. It had a profound eye-opening effect on me. This one comes in from Petter. I have this knowing. I've spoken to people about them for like 30 years. People do get interested and then the shutters come down. I saw something shiny hovering in the sky for a long time. Mostly I read pictures and I see stuff in uh, in videos as well. What really got me once is I was given a picture of a house with huge grounds and the person asked what I thought of it and if they should buy it. I saw aliens in this picture and they were like flying in the air and they would change into humans and then back into aliens. I thought it was too weird as, well, then for years I would see aliens in a lot of pictures. I read, they were always there and I knew they were watching me. I still see them in readings that I do but not as much as before. Rusty has written in also from the USA to say, when I saw Walter Cronkite on TV talking about UFOs in the late 1950s, I turned to my brother to say, I wonder if UFOs are real. About that time, my dad walked in the house and heard me say that he literally froze in his tracks and his face went pale. Dad was in the air force and had been a radar tech on bombers in World War II. He stood there for a few seconds. As we looked at him and wondered what was wrong, then he just curtly said, they are real, and went to his bedroom and shut the door. He looked like he was scared to death. I don't know what happened to him to react that way, but it must have been something very traumatic. Wendy tells us I was 10, in 1973, in August, playing on the main road, and Swadlingcote Road, now in Derbyshire, but quite quiet then, hardly a car in sight, when me and my two friends, both sisters, saw a silver up-spinning disc coming towards us. I say not too high, no sound, but I saw lights coming from it, magenta, blue, yellow, green. We knew it was no plane or helicopter, we watched it spin over the back street, Bernard Street, until out of our view. Then we ran home because we were frightened. Liam writes this. Multiple sightings or experiences since childhood, some while I was with my father. Many strange experiences at nighttime when things have visited. As a kid I used to nickname them the Toe Tappers as I knew something was going to happen after my toes or ankles were tapped while I was asleep. More recently, strange interactions with two friends when we have been skywatching with a profound dark orange orb shooting straight overhead of us one night when we asked for something to show itself. Reading hundreds of books on the subject over the years, which started with Tim Good's, Above Top Secret, I could go on. Liam, please do, that would be very good if you could send us some more stories, please do. Crystal tells us this. My dad, he was really into UFOs. I believe he was abducted and never spoke about it. One time he disappeared for two days with no explanation at all, and it annoyed my mum big time because he had no explanation. I believe he had mental downloads from ETs, All the technology he used to rant and rave about is all here now. After he died, I put all the UFO stuff behind me and went back to my programming, not caring about anything, but working and paying bills. That all changed when I seen a documentary about six months ago with Dr. Stephen Greer. It brought me right back. And I can't stop watching the documentaries about UFOs. And researching anything about the topic I've probably seen Bob Lazar documentaries more times than I can count I do like the odd uh, UFO well actually no I do like all the UFO uh, documentaries not the odd one of course I haven't seen that many um, Bob Lazar ones I must admit I'll have to have a look for them if anybody could recommend them to me please do In fact, any UFO documentaries, any paranormal documentaries, please do. You know how to do it. Get in touch and uh, let me know. Another Liam has written this when I asked the question on Facebook about what got you interested in UFOs. He said, seeing them. Until then, I mocked and laughed like everyone else. Then when I saw them myself, it was me being laughed at. Such as life. The problem is believing. I will give an example. I have to believe there is a God that I cannot see or talk to. I know there are alien beings much like us who are able to come and go as they please using craft and different kinds of bodies. I know they use language or symbols and uh, that they understand us perfectly and see our intent and are both ancient and advanced. I know that millions of people are seeing different ones from different places. I know the basics of why we are here and what religion is for. I wish someone would tell me for both of those things. Why the symbols are the same in each religion? Because this information is not available for me to find. I am writing it into a book. Until then, mock away and carry on believing and disbelieving. For this is part of the story of why we are here. He's right. Millions of people are seeing uh, stuff. UFOs, ghosts and everything. You go to have a look at the Black Vault. The Black Vault on the internet. The Black Vault is full of UFO sightings. Full of UFO sightings. So is Bufora, Mufon. They're all full of UFO sightings. Now, yes, some of them are fake. Some of them are not fake. Some of them are uh, misidentifications. But millions and millions of people are making very good UFO claims. Millions and millions of people are seeing UFOs. Yet a lot of people just disbelieve it. I wish I knew why they would do such a thing. On that same question, Lislotti writes from Denmark, As a child, I was really interested and often stood out on the lawn in the evening and looked up into the night sky to see them. I read about them and even made little books about them, just like I saw the movies USS Nimitz, the famous USS Nimitz uh, videos that we've all seen, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, The Philadelphia Experiment and of course Star Wars. It was only 4-5 to years ago that I saw my first UFO. Totally unintentionally, I was shocked and couldn't understand what I was seeing because it was so abnormal and against all physics and logic. It was pretty close, a huge metal dark blue pyramid shaped UFO. I saw quite just above the treetops in the air above me. They dissolved from the bottom up in a matter of seconds and they completely disappeared. After that, I've really seen a lot of ordinary round UFOs, I suppose like the normal flying saucers. The last day before yesterday, I feel connected to ET and visit them when I meditate and get downloads of information and I get healed through them. Well, a letter. If you could send us some of the downloads this way, tell us what you're you're getting, that would be very nice. Johan writes this, a very, very interesting thread. My grandfather believed in flying saucers. When I was young, I read a little about it. After that, there were many years when I thought, maybe there is life, but the probability that it is is right now and that they visit us is small. But then I listened to the podcast on P1 Flying Saucer and I was completely blown away. Now I'm sure there's a lot and the Zimbabwean children's experience is very convincing. That's the Ariel school, I believe, in Rua, in Zimbabwe. And a whole host of school I think 200 people witnessed a UFO. There's a, I think there's a video that's just come out about it as well cannot remember the name of it, but it is a very, very compelling and a very interesting case that one. She carries on by saying, the only minus is that I haven't seen anything despite the fact that I live outside in the dark countryside and every evening I go out on a dog walk staring up at the starry sky and see nothing. Daryl has written this, living in the town over from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, and always hearing talk of Hangar 18, the alleged site of where the debris from the Roswell, New Mexico uh, UFO crash was taken, and hearing constant chatter that alien beings were recovered and taken there. Kendall writes this, I've always been open to it, but last year, me and my girlfriend were driving up the road from her house. It was right at dusk, dark enough to see the stars, but we was looking at the sunset over the mountains and seen two stars that were way closer and bigger than the others they were there one above the other sitting still then the top of one just shot straight up and disappeared never seen anything like it could have been a shooting star but it really got me thinking Jack has told us this when I was six or seven I, my stepfather, mother and brother all witnessed a UFO land in on one of our farm fields. The stepfather went down to investigate and was never the same. Passed away at an early age of 42 from a sudden and massive heart attack. I believe and respect UFOs enough to give them their space for real. Gail has written a little list and I'm going to read you that now. I asked her again what has made her interested in UFOs, and she said a few things, most of which terrified me, but guess ultimately, many, many years later, sparked an interest in UFOs. One, 11 years old, 1978, saw what I believed to be a UFO on the way to school. Once at school, teachers were also discussing it. Hmm, Interesting, so it was obviously seen by more than one person, and teachers as well. That is very interesting. Number two. Later in 1978, I had a recurring terrifying dream about UFOs filling a blood red sunset sky. That does sound scary indeed. Number three. 78 or 79. Watching a report on the evening news about UFOs over New Zealand. Number four. 1980, my brother claiming he saw a UFO seconds before blacking out and crashing his motorbike in Sutton Park. Number 5. November 1980 Not specifically a UFO, an encounter with something down the back garden in early evening that resembled a hairless silvery-skinned cat stood up, big black eyes and stupidly long arms about the same height as me at the time. Can't remember too much about fleeing in terror, but I do remember talking to my mum in the kitchen after it happened. Gail, that is very interesting, especially the fact that other people have seen UFOs in your stories like the teachers and your brother. That is very interesting indeed. Gemma Louise writes, I heard a podcast, a man was telling his experiences of beings in his room. They glowed orange. I couldn't believe my ears. I remembered when I was four or five or six, I told stories of the lucasade man that came through the window in my bedroom. I was never scared and I called him that because my mum let me have orange LucasAid when I was poorly. He glowed that colour. He walked through the window and curtains, round to me in the bed. I don't remember anything else. I repressed it till I heard that podcast. Ray John has written this. I had seen my first one when I was about 17 years old, and I was with three of my friends, and I spotted it first. And we watched it for about half half an hour, coming and going from the east and the west, but doing 45 degree turns that no aircraft can do today. And I have been very lucky to have four more sightings over the years, spectacular than my first one. Bill has sent a message saying I too have had five sightings in my life from the age of 14 upwards and a major sighting of seven in 1979 which occasion was shared with a friend from oslo in norway who was visiting me in san francisco they were so enormous and could not be mistaken for an airplane as each one was about as big as four seven four sevens i drew a picture of them after the event and also wrote a short story and a poem about them as well also had sightings in 1995 2020 and 2022 in october Watched a very strange cloud moving very fast among almost still clouds that suddenly stopped on a dime. Bo has told us this. My father always believed in UFOs and read many books about them. I also started to believe, but also had an experience about seven years ago that went out into my backyard and saw these rainbow colours flashing in the sky for a while but even if I wanted to see more I got scared and went into the house as the lights were quite low enough to see vivid colours but there was no sound. Well ladies and gentlemen what do you think of all those stories? Thank you very much for writing in to me and uh, for commenting on the uh, Facebook posts etc. It all goes into the podcast. Thank you very much for that. Thank you very much, Veronica, also for sending in your voicemail call as well. Don't forget, everybody, you could send me emails through the contact form on the website or you could hit subscribe, in fact do hit subscribe on the website and you can contact me that way and you can also send your voice message that way as well. We have had a lot of UFO stories and that is perfect. I'd love to hear more. I would also love to hear some of your other paranormal stories. I'd love to hear some of your ghost stories, things that have happened to you. Please do let us know. Again, via all the contact forms, all the Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. We are everywhere, literally. Just let us know. It has been a real pleasure bringing you every single one of these stories. It has been a real pleasure reading every single one of the stories through the emails and the the Facebook page. There has been a lot, a lot to to go through and believe me, I've had to weed out a heck of a lot. But it has been a pleasure. It has been really fun to see that thousands and thousands of people have been contacting me with your stories. That's what we need. That's what the world of ufology needs. They need to know your stories. They need your reports, your stories to be gotten out to the world and added to the growing list, if you like, of all the other sightings that have happened all around the world. There is, I'm I'm sure, there's billions. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, with that in mind, that is the end of this episode as two-parter for Your Stories 2023. We will be back in a couple of weeks, ladies and gentlemen, with an episode about Green Children.